Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Think Like a Champion and Back by Popular Demand. We're going to continue to talk about a right relationship with money. Now, remember, this podcast is dedicated to you experiencing victory and winning in every way and enjoying every day of your life. And one of the things I want to do real quick on the right relationship with money is remind you that everything in life boils down to relationships. It all, everything in life, whether it's business, whether it's your health, whether it's your finances, whether it's your family, everything is about healthy relationships. And a healthy relationship with everything else outside of you is all a result and an overflow of having a healthy relationship with what's inside of you. You need to be happy with what's going on on the inside of you. And you know what the greatest source of happiness is on the inside of you? When you know that you are making progress. Progression really is, the, is a synonym for happiness. When you are making progress, you are happy. When you are stuck, that's usually when we're unhappy, when we're stuck in our relationship with God, when we're stuck financially, when we're stuck in a rut in our health or our diet, when we're stuck in a relationship with somebody and we're just not, we're not seem to be, we don't seem to be making progress. I just want you to remember this progression is happiness. Now, I'm not saying that the only source of happiness is for through progression, but whenever you're progressing in anything, you'll find contentment there. You'll find happiness there. We're all made to move forward. We're all made to make progress. God wired us to succeed. He wired us to to win in life. He wired us to conquer mountains, to move mountains, to to tear down mountains, to climb over them, to command them to be removed, to speak to them. Jesus said, if you command this mountain, speak to it, to be removed and cast into the, cast into the sea, it will obey you. There's, there's mountain moving power that God has put in our lives, mountain moving power that you were born with, that you were born again with. And you, 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 when you start accessing that power, realizing how powerful you are, you start moving things, you start moving mountains and progress makes you happy. There's this great passage of scripture that I, I'll get to in a moment about progress. But before I do that, just write that down, make a mental note of that. Make sure that you remember this progress is happiness. So what areas of your life are you progressing in? You'll find those are the areas you're happy, you're happy in. What areas of your life are you are where you are not happy? You'll be, you'll be able to locate where you're not making progress. So, see, you don't have to reach every goal. You just have to make progress towards your goal. Is your goal to get out of debt? Is your goal to buy a house? Like, are you making progress towards that, uh, towards that objective? Is your goal to start a business? Is your goal to, to get a side hustle? Whatever it is, make progress, make progress. Okay. So, and I'll show you, I'll talk to you about that in a, in a few moments, but I want to remind you that, that, um, one of the ways, one of the practical steps to, to experiencing your needs being supplied because God promised in Philippians chapter four, my God will supply your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So we have to remember in order to take the simple steps to these needs being met, you got to set your expectation. Remember, you got to set your expectation. What do you need? What do you believe in for? What are you asking God for? Then you got to ask the father for it. Jesus said, God knows what you need before you ask in Matthew chapter 6, 32 in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, he says, ask and it shall be given to you. Ask and it shall be given. This is the 
kingdom of God, the economy of the kingdom of God is asking. The, 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 the currency of God's kingdom is asking and receiving. One of the currencies of God's kingdom is asking. Like currency in America is United States dollars, right? And so when you realize how, how many dollars you have, that's how you determine how much wealth you have or how much money you have, how much currency you have. Now you have prayer currency with God and we need to never underestimate that or nor do we need to over spiritualize that because prayer currency means you can ask anything in Jesus name. As we talked about in John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24, Jesus said, if you ask the father anything in my name, he will do it for you. That's like that's prayer currency, the power of asking. There is power in asking. Boy, sometimes I think we miss that. I love the verse where it says that this is the, like so, so many people have defined prosperity as just a financial term. And it really is not a financial term. It's not limited to a financial term. It includes finances, but it's not limited to that. In fact, the most, one of the most prosperous, one of the most, uh, a verse that talks most to me about or speaks most to me about prosperity or having an abundance or having God's provision is found in John chapter 15, verse seven. And Jesus said, abide in me and my words, allow my words to abide in you and you will ask and ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. Now, I want you to think about that. If I said to you, hey, I got all these things behind me that, that, that are my property and, and you can ask for any of them. I'm making them available to you. Let's say back there is a car, back there is a house, back there is um, $10,000 in the bank or whatever. Just say I've got a bunch of things back there. But I say to you, I, I have a $100 bill here that you can have. I'm just going to leave it on this table. Or you can ask me, for one of the things that I have behind me. Like I'm not trying to be, let's make a deal, Monty Hall or <laughs> whoever is hosting that TV show now. Um, Brady, I think, uh, you guys know. Anyway, the point is, is you could take that $100 bill and you think, wow, that's, that's currency, that's real money. Or you could ask me for one of the things that I promised you I would give you if you asked. Which one are you taking? You know which one you're taking. If you know what I have and you know you can ask for any of those things, you're going to ask for that. And you're going to leave that $100 on the table. This is what I'm trying to illustrate to you is God has so many things. He has healing. He has blessing. He has ideas. He has wisdom. He has understanding. He has provision. He has power. He has gifts. He owns everything. The Bible says uh, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The silver is his, the gold is his. My point is God is rich. God is, has abundance of everything. And he tells us that if we abide in him and his words abide in us, we can ask whatever we desire in John 15, seven, and he will give it to you. So we have to really understand if we're going to have a right relationship with money, we have to really understand the kind of currency power that we actually have as children of God who can ask God for anything. You say, oh, I've tried to ask God and it never happens for me. Well, there are some conditions about asking God for things. Like one of them is to know what to ask for by knowing what he's already promised. Another one of them is to ask with faith. 
And asking with faith is a currency that a lot of people just don't know how to cash in, so to speak. And I know there might be people watching that you might think, well, you're just making it so materialistic, but I'm not really making it materialistic. I'm simply repeating to you what Jesus said and how you can utilize the words that he, the promises that he made to you because it's working for me and it will continue to work for me because I'm only lacking where I'm not asking. In fact, there's a scripture in James chapter four that talks about that. You have not because you ask not. Wow. So I really want to encourage you to, to, to possess that sense of power in your currency. You have power in currency and you have prayer currency. You have ask, asking power. You have asking. If you had a lot of money in the bank, you have buying power. But if you have a lot of promises in the Bible, you have asking power. You have speaking to the mountain power. You have planting good seeds power. See, when we realize how powerful we are, we really become more healthy in our relationship with money. When you think you're powerless, then you have a, you begin to have a bad relationship with money because you're, because you think money has the power to make you happy. That's, that's giving money too much power in your life. You need to put money in its proper context that money is simply one way that God can provide for you. There are so many other ways he, he's provided for people by asking a, a, a widow to give, give him a, a little jar of oil and the last bit of bread that she has. And he multiplied that and it lasted for years, three years and a half. God has taken five loaves and two fish and multiplied it to feed thousands and thousands. There are people that asked for rain and it, rain came. They shut the heavens up and Elijah told it not to rain for until he said so. <laughs> check back with me before you, before clouds, before you dump rain on this earth again, you check with me because you got to go through me now. That's how Elijah, that's the power Elijah had. And the Bible says in James chapter five, we have that same power. I know it sounds so preposterous. It sounds so, no way. It's, it sounds too good to be true and it sounds unbelievable. But if you would stop using the word unbelievable and stop using the word, I can't, or that couldn't, or I could never have that. Your words have power. And when you say I can't do something, you're right. Guess what? When you say you can't do something, you're right. That shows you how powerful you are. When you say I can't do something, you're right. But in the same way, when you say I can do something, you're right. You're right in either case because your words have power. Boy, there's word currency that you have. There's asking currency that you have. There's wisdom currency that you have. Whew. There's gratitude currency that you have. You know, gratitude is a magnet. When you become a thankful, grat uh, gracious person, full of gratitude, always thanking people, always thanking God, always thanking the people in your life, always thanking anybody that you do business with, anybody that, you're, that you have interaction with, an interpersonal relationship of any kind, when you're grateful for that person, when you express your gratitude, you become a magnet for positivity and energy, bring money to you, bring opportunities to you, bringing relationships to you. Let me ask you something. So often people fail to realize that they think, that money is all about buying and selling something, but oftentimes it's having the right relationships. 
and treating people with kindness and treating people with with as important people. And you never know when when you're kind to somebody, you never know. Maybe they just got a, a 10 million dollar inheritance and you're, you were the first person kind to them. And they said, you know what? I made up my mind. I was going to give $100,000 to the first person that really showed me kindness today. I could just got this inheritance of $10 million. I'm not saying to do it for that reason. I'm saying those kinds of things can only happen when you're, when you're already creating a lifestyle of gratitude, a lifestyle of kindness, a lifestyle. I'm telling you, these kinds of things will happen. Opportunities will come to you. You become a magnet for success. You become a magnet for for health and healing and blessing and increase and opportunities. If you're negative all the time, nobody was going to give you an opportunity. If you walk into a job interview and you're like, I don't, and in your mind, you're like, I'm probably not going to get this. I'm, I'm underqualified. How about walking in there and going, you know what? God has given me favor today. Favor surrounds me like a shield. Something good's going to happen. I might not have the college education for this. I might not have the experience for this, but somehow, some way I'm getting this business. I'm getting this job. I'm getting this client because God said that favor surrounds me like a shield. You have favor currency. Boy, we're talking about some currencies here. You got some asking currency. You got some prayer currency. You got some word currency. You got some favor currency. There is more currency that you have than money. We got to stop limiting ourselves. A right relationship with money is realizing money is just one form of currency. Woo, I'm getting excited here. Sorry. If I'm too loud for you, turn the volume down and I'll shout louder. But I'm telling you, you have more currency than you realize. We just don't realize it. Take inventory of what you already have. Remember the story that I told you a few years ago when the pandemic started? The first thing I remember God speaking to me about that was he said, tell my people we're going to the other side and look at Mark chapter four and read the story out of how Jesus got in the boat and the disciples got in the boat with him. And, they, and he said, brothers, men, fellows, we're going to the other side. And you know what? As soon as they got moving in onto the other side of that lake, the storm hit and water starts pouring into the, their boat and they are freaking out. What are we going to do? And Jesus, they wake Jesus up. They said, we got to wake him up. They wake him up. He was sleeping in the boat with the storm. We got to learn from this. People, we've got to learn from this, brothers and sisters. We've got to learn from this, friends. We've got to learn from this, Christian or non-Christian. When you're in a boat with Jesus, you have everything you need. When you're in a boat with Jesus, you're making it to the other side. It doesn't matter what it looks like. We have, we have to have some faith currency. It doesn't matter what, what it looks like. I'm talking about having a right relationship with money, but the right relationship with money is only going to become the result of the realization that you have far more currency in your life than just money. And when you realize that, you'll have a healthy relationship with money because you're not putting so much dependence upon one form of currency when you have all these other forms of currency as well. Wow. Sila. Pause, the Bible says. Think on this for a moment. And I'm telling you, when you realize you have in your boat the Son of God. And remember, during the pandemic, we said, we're going to the other side. And the way that the disciples would have made it, they made it because Jesus was with them and they did wake him up and he did calm the storm and it did subside. And the, the winds and the sea obeyed him. But you know what? They would have obeyed the disciples too. The winds and the sea would have obeyed the disciples. He said, if you speak to the mountain 
and then he got in a boat. If you say, and he gets in a boat. If you plant the seed, and then he gets in a boat. And they had the promise of God. We're going to the other side. They had the power of God, their power of their words. They had the presence of God. Jesus was in their boat. And you see, I believe whenever a storm hits and before a storm hits, we need to take inventory of the currency we already have. They had power, they had, they had power currency, the power to speak words. They had presence currency, the presence of Jesus in the boat. If you will get a hold, they had promise currency, a promise from God, we're going to the other side. When you get a hold of the fact that you have this kind of currency, I don't know how many I've listed, but I probably listed at least five or six now different currencies that God has put inside of you and given you the power to use. And if you start using those the way that they're designed to be used, you'll see money start getting in, getting in line with what you need it to do. Because when your words are being spent on the right things and your prayer is being spent on the right things and your asking is being spent on the right things. These are all currencies and your faith is being spent on the right things and your power is being spent on the right things. When you realize that you have all of these currencies to do and move and transform things, you realize how wealthy you already are. And when you think that money is the source of wealth, you are deceiving yourself. The greatest source of wealth is the currency of God's gifts to mankind, the gift of your ability to speak, the gift of your ability to pray, the gift of your ability to prophesy, the gift of your ability to be generous, the gift of your ability to plant seed. These are all currencies and this is true wealth. And see, I see so many people that have a, have a wrong definition of wealth. They've, they see wealth as having a lot of money when really you're so much, you're so much more wealthy. You're so much wealthier than whatever amount of money you have. Your money can increase and it will increase when you start using the currencies you already have. And I'm not necessarily referring to cryptocurrencies. I'm talking about, and that's, that is another currency that is used in today's world. I'm not an expert on it, so I don't, in, I don't encourage you to, to get involved in it unless you research it yourself, you do, the, you do the studying yourself for yourself, and then you take the risk yourself and realize what you're risking and don't risk something you can't afford to lose. That's how I would treat any investment. Don't risk something that you can't afford to lose. Be able to afford to lose it, and that creates your, your risk tolerance or your risk threshold. Okay. But getting back to the subject at hand, you're more wealthy than you realize when you start adding up and taking inventory of all the currencies that you already have. And thankfulness and gratitude is a currency and pri prioritizing God's kingdom is a currency. You, wouldn't you say that food to eat and the clothes that you need to wear, that that's a form of currency, that's a form of, of belongings, possessions, whatever you want to call it, the, the needs that you have, material needs that you have? 
And yet Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, verse 33, when you seek first the kingdom of God, when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. What you shall eat, what you shall wear, what you should be clothed, you know, um, what you, uh, to live, to have a place to live, a, a roof over your head and food on your table and clothes on your back. He tells us that seeking first God's kingdom and his righteousness, his way of being right, having a right relationship with him will create a right relationship with things. Having an unhealthy relationship with God will create an unhealthy relationship with things, including money and possessions and supplies and human needs. But he says one of our currencies is fixing our focus on Jesus fixing our focus on the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. It's what are you focusing on? Seek first, focus first on the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Do you see, we could just go verse after verse, concept after concept, promise after promise that are, that are of, it's from the word of God and you will see how much currency you actually really have. There are certain things that you can use your currency of asking and prayer, that's a currency that you actually have. You can use your prayer currency in something that money can't buy. For example, when you need to pray for a family member who's sick, you have the power to pray for their healing that money can't necessarily buy. There are some treatments and there are some diseases that can be treated with money, can be treated with, with medical attention and medical care and and other natural forms of healing. But then it, we, we, we need to never forget that even those things are limited, but yet God's power through prayer is unlimited. So you know that if you had all of the, if you had access to all the natural resources of the coal and oil and gold and electricity and all the things that create electricity and all the water, all the things, all the natural resources in this earth, if you had access to them, you would, if you had access, an unlimited access to an unlimited supply of the earth's natural resources, you would be the richest person in the universe. But guess what? You have something more than that. You have access to God. You have access to the throne of God's grace. You have access to ask anything in Jesus name. And he said he would give it to you. You realize you have been given that kind of access to that kind of treasure chest of real wealth. When you get a hold of that, you end up putting money in its place and realizing that money is a good currency too but it's not my only currency. And you know what? I got a lot of currency. I'm still very wealthy when I have zero dollars in the bank. I'm wealthy because I have the currency of prayer. I'm wealthy because I have the currency of God's promises. I'm wealthy because I have the currency of God's kingdom. I have the currency of asking. I have the currency of speaking. I have the currency of prophesying. I have the currency of generosity. I have the currency of gratitude. I have the currency of focusing first on the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto me. Wow. Well, I hope you got something out of this. This is how to have a right relationship with money. When you realize you have a relationship with a lot more currencies that are more powerful than what money can buy. 
not to say to minimize money, but to put it in its proper place and in its proper context and perspective. That's when you start living the life that God promised you can live. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come, Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, that you might have life. That's Zoe life, the God kind of life, that you might have life to the full, till it fills to the full, till it overflows. God said, that's the kind of life that you can have. And that's a right relationship with money that starts with a right relationship with all your other currencies that we just got done talking about. And I, we haven't even scratched the surface of all the currency you possess right now in yourself because God put it there. You're the greatest treasure chest. You're the greatest hidden treasure in the world because all that you need is already inside of you. God put it there so that you have what you need, just like he put all what we need in the earth, the natural resources, and he's put it all in the earth. We're not getting it from outer space. We get it all from underneath the surface of the earth. God put everything there to solve every problem that we would ever have. And he put everything in you to solve every problem you'll ever have with the currencies that he's given you. Well, thanks for joining me on Think Like a Champion today. I want to pray for you in a moment, but if this brought you value, I want to invite you to share it with somebody, share it with a friend, a loved one. Make sure to subscribe also wherever you listen to podcasts. Think Like a Champion. And you know what? I want to invite you to do something that you have the power to do is multiply the money that you have. How do we multiply the money that we have? We plant it as seed. And Jesus said, when you plant whatever seed you plant, you're going to get a harvest. If you have been touched or impacted in any way, would you make a gift? Would you plant a seed back into, sow a seed back into what the ministry that's flowing from this platform into your home, into your heart, into your life. Go to lifechangeschurch.com slash give and make the best gift, plant the best seed you can plant. When you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. When you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. There are natural laws and natural truths and universal truths that God has put into existence. And all we have to do is put it into operation, plant a seed, and nature will take its course and cause that seed to grow. So sow a seed right now, any amount that you can plant, it's, you're gonna get a harvest. Go to lifechangeschurch.com slash give and thank you in advance. And now let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for a revelation for every person who's connected to me right now. Open their eyes to see all the currency that you've given them, the currency of prayer, the currency of power, the currency of promises, the currency of their words, the currency of their gratitude, the currency of your wisdom and asking power. Lord, I pray that they would see how powerful they are and that the wealth, all the wealth that they need is inside of them because you put it there, Lord. Awaken each of us to this reality more and more in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for joining me on Think Like a Champion. I can't wait to see you on our next podcast. And I can't wait to see you at Life Changes Church at one of our services on Sunday. I can't wait to worship Jesus with you then. God bless.